Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, and I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am, of course, a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows, and this is season three of the podcast dedicated to The Traitors Australia. By now, you might have listened to my epic episode 12 deep dive with reality TV guru David Bloomberg, and I'm assuming that if you're listening to this episode, you have seen the finale, and you know that Traitor Alex is the winner of the Traitors Australia season 1, leaving Faithful Craig as the runner-up. And you've probably figured out that since I've spoken to the previous eight contestants, I now have a special interview for you. Yes, I spoke to Craig to ask him all about his experience on the show, his last minute loss, and that heartbreaking moment when Alex reveals the truth to him. Let's go ahead and listen. Joining me on this interview special episode is an unbelievable guest. He made it all the way to the final episode and final banishment of the Traitors Australia before being betrayed in the most unbelievable way. It's Craig Carr. Craig, how are you doing today? Matthew, how are you, mate? So good to be here. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking, man. Oh, fantastic. It's so exciting to have you on. Uh, Craig, what what a series you were part of. What a finale. Uh, can we still talk about it? Is it still difficult? Uh, look, it, <laughs> it was an experience, that's for sure, right? So I, I guess there's, there's living through it, so being part of it, and then reliving, I guess, what, what everybody ends up seeing as the final cut on TV. So it's 
And there's elements of that, that that ring really true. And there's elements of, oh my goodness, that, that's not how it happened. It didn't happen like that. So yeah, it, it was like, like being through the most incredible experience and having to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, before we go any further ahead and I start asking you lots of questions, I'm going to introduce you to our game, which is called the Tradar Traitor. Our secret mission from here on in is to try and betray one another by telling a sneaky lie, an undetected lie at some point. So you can tell me something about the show, about yourself, about anything else, big or small, that is a total fabrication. For example, you could tell me that you snuck one of the silver bars into your coat pocket and nobody noticed. However, your lie can't be a fake opinion, like saying you think the silver bars were actually plastic. So we're looking for fake facts, not fake opinions. Does the game make sense, Craig? Makes, makes total sense. But, but just for clarification, so Faithful Craig made it all the way through the show, and now you're asking me you want me to tell a lie now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> in that case... No, it sounds like fun. <laughs> okay. Our game begins now. So... Craig, first of all, let's go back to the start. Why did you want to be part of the show? Well, I didn't, was the honest truth. So <laughs> I got contacted <laughs> and I said, no, flat out. I said, no, thank you. I don't want to be part of it. And the main reason was because obviously as a business coach and and work very closely with, with business owners and uh, my reputation and brand is very important in the market with respect to particularly honesty, integrity, that kind of thing. And so I was, and so I was associated with anything called called the traders. And they said, <laughs> well, look, can we give you 20, 24 hours to think about it? And then I said, no, the next day as well. And they said, look, and they explained a little bit more about the show and said, look, can we give you another 24 hours? And then it was my wife in the end that said, look, wh why don't you do it and do it primarily for Grace? So we have a special needs daughter uh, who has a very rare neurodevelopmental disorder. And my wife thought it would, it would be a great platform to potentially um, tell people a little bit about her and Med13L and everything associated with that. So in the end, they got me in the end. I said, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. Yeah. And I, I think I know the answer to the next question. I, I get the impression you wouldn't have wanted to play as a traitor. Would I be right in thinking that? Uh, you, well, yes. I, I definitely didn't want to play as a traitor. That was my biggest concern. I was preparing myself towards uh, that time that I might have to play the game as a traitor and thought how I would do that, still maintaining some sort of ethics and, and character around that. So it, it, was, it definitely crossed my mind. Uh, but the producers and myself had several conversations around the fact that I, I, I don't, I'm not very good at hiding my uh, true feelings, my emotions. My wife always says, like, your face gives away exactly what you're thinking. So <laughs> if I was a traitor, I think I would have been a horrible one uh, and, and it would have twisted me up pretty bad, I think. Yeah. Now, I have been working through the episodes of the show on the podcast. So along the way, some questions have come up in my mind that I thought I have to ask Craig about this. Um, I'm going to way back very early to episode two. Uh, and what the challenge for that episode was the challenge on the train. And you had to solve the seas of puzzles along the way to stop the train. Yeah. Um, you you played a key part here because you were very good at mental arithmetic. You solved a clue very <laughs> well. I was going to say very quickly. 
did it how long did it take to to solve that and to complete that mission so it it, was, it wasn't quickly what what happened we ended up with um a maths challenge that was too difficult for MIDI to even think that that was right. They said, well, we must have got something wrong. It can't be that difficult. They would never have left us that difficult a piece of arithmetic without our phones, calculators, pens, papers, whatever. And they they kept kind of arguing around our little group as it can't be that hard, it can't be that hard. And it, what was clear to me that nobody was going to figure this out in our, our group. And I thought, well, if, if this is what it is, somebody's going to have to actually figure this out. So when I recognised that nobody else, and this was probably the old school, remembering how we used to do maths at school, right? So I literally, and it's a pity they kind of didn't show that on camera, I went over to the side of the train carriage and I was with my my finger on the glass <laughs> trying to mentally kind of this carry the one carry and, and and got there in the end with it. So thankfully, thankfully we got over the line. And, and the girl, I remember literally Marielle, Justine was like standing there with their mouths open, go, what? No, no, how did you get that? I said, well, I just figured it out. So yeah, so eventually we got so thankfully we weren't the reason that the train didn't make it, but uh we, we at least got it through to the final carriage, thankful. You did, you did. Well done. Very impressive. Thank uh, you. <laughs> someone else who was sort of a big character at that point quite early on and although she she didn't last very long the sort of repercussions of this person lasted was chloe the clairvoyant uh Um, what did you make of chloe were you a believer in her gifts um chloe so she she was a character for sure and look, I 100% believe that that those powers exist. Whether whether Chloe had them or, or not, I'm I'm not 100% sure. I'm certainly sure she believed that she did. I, I don't think there was any act to what she was doing. I I think she genuinely believed in her, in her ability um, to do that, and you could t- see that she was quite convincing to some. Uh, however, I think at that stage of the game. Uh, there were several predictions getting around. I, I just didn't see Chloe's as any different than anybody else's predictions at that that stage. And about 50-50 was about what most people were getting, I think, at that stage. <laughs> <in here. laughs> now, something sort of relatively early on as well was um, you're, you seemed quite focused on Olivia as a traitor until she was then banished. And obviously it was revealed that she was faithful. It seemed like that was quite a big... You seem quite shocked by that. Was that the first big shock for you or the, the first big realization about how good the traitors actually were? Um it was it was a, a difficult game and uh, like to be honest with you and share some of the insights into the game I I, I knew um Angus was a traitor and Claire was a traitor straight away. But it's it's not it's difficult to share that with you because it was not stuff that you you saw. So the very first breakfast, I was watching the behaviour of people coming through because it was an overwhelming sense of relief. If you just made it through that first night where Paul Paul Millie got murdered, um, everybody was feeling was seeming really relieved at that point. And Angus came in with his arms kind of up in jubilation, like a triumphant kind of thing, which which was just not congruent with the sense that people had. So I, I was I was positive Angus was a traitor out of the gate and for a different reason that was certainly kept off camera because Claire, bless her heart, and probably Claire and I have had the most to do together since the show. 
she's the parent also of special needs children. Um, now, in the real world, when when two parents of special needs children meet, it, it's like forget that we're in a show. It's like drop everything, and there would have been tears, there would have been hugs, and there, and there wasn't. So, I, I, so unfortunately, it wasn't necessarily for the kind of reason that that I should be proud of knowing that I, I picked. It was just something that happened that wouldn't normally happen. So. I was very, very sure that that Claire was a trader as well, straight out of the gate. Marielle took me longer to figure out, and of course, my my the relationship I built with Nigel um, meant that I was kind of blinded there by a little bit of uh, trust that we'd built and a little bit of camaraderie that we'd built, and saw him such as an ally, which which obviously I was an ally to him, but for different reasons. So, so your question around Olivia. So, for me, one of the most challenging things throughout the game, as a as a full fledged, one hundred percent out there faithful, my mo was making sure that the faithfuls knew that I was faithful, and and faithfuls kept doing things that weren't congruent with being faithful. <laughs> like what what. Why would Olivia make up this this rumor, even if she got that half wrong? And by the way, if she wasn't one hundred percent on that, would you not have just kept your mouth shut on that to go on about that? And once we saw how vehemently Jack denied that, and that Jack was telling the truth when he denied that, and there was no, it, it was hundred percent obvious that Jack was telling the truth when so so Olivia had to be a. Trader, by, by definition, she has to be. If she's started that false rumour to get a faithful out, she's got to be a trader. And and we kept moving away from that, which for me in my heart is like, that's the traders moving us away from that. Um, so it, it was for me, it was, it was never a, a box that was sealed. And her behaviour was not, oh, was like, just be faithful. If you're faithful, be faithful. <laughs> so there was a couple there in the game that, look, there was a couple of people that were just nuisance factor that we, I, I think collectively nobody thought that they were traders. We just needed them out of the game because with them in the game, we're not going to be able to pick any traders. There's just too much distraction, too much nuisance value. So get get can we get rid of them so we can at least start seeing the forest from the trees? And and um, that Olivia, Olivia, the Olivia situation. And I love Olivia, by the way. We we get on fantastic. We we're we're all over each other's socials. I think she's tremendous. But in the game, I think she she fundamentally made a mistake there. That the more she tried to solve it, the more guilty she looked. So it was just one of those ones that just needed to be sorted. For as far as I was concerned, yeah. It's it's funny because I've spoken to several of the contestants now, and you you're definitely not the first person to say. Oh, I knew Angus was a traitor almost immediately. Yeah, um, yeah. Why? Why do you think? I mean, Angus, despite that, Angus still survived until about episode five or four or five. Why? Why? If, if so many people really thought Angus was a traitor, why do you think he didn't just get banished immediately? Well, Matthew, welcome to the traitors. This, this, <laughs> is, this is the game, mate. The the real game is not picking traitors, despite what what you think. The the real game is support, is moving people, and you you have to have enough numbers to to get a trader out. So knowing knowing the trader is step one, knowing when to pull the trigger in order to get the trader and not be murdered. That was that was the game, and that was that was there were some great people at picking traders. 
Um, Mark is a classic example comes to mind, but but needed to play the other side of the game. So like I just keep looking at Mark in the banishment room and said, Mark, you're dead. You're going to be dead. You're going to be dead. Like like just so it was a matter of not even making yourself the poster child trader hunter, but but doing that kind of a little bit more behind the scenes to lobby the support and make sure that we've got the numbers. So the timing the timing became uh, right. And there was another there was another kind of thing going on behind the scenes where it indicated that somebody actually for sure knew that even though most of us knew that Angus was a traitor by that point that Angus as was actually a traitor that something had come out and he, he it had kind of been revealed and one or two of the contestants seemed to be using that as some leverage. Well, let, let's keep Angus around to see if we can use him to identify a few more traitors. But I think I think Angus was kind of playing them. So there was that game as well. So there was quite a few games within the game. Yeah. Uh, that you had to be thinking about the bigger game. This is not the immediate game. Like, let's pick traders, but you're dead. You're like at the moment you do that, you're dead. And, and anybody that you you watch the pattern as it went through, Sandra intimated in banishment room. She had an idea what was going on. She's dead. Ethan even just hinted that he had a couple of ideas. He was dead. So and then Mark, of course, like he's out. He's out there. So I, I'm the trader hunter. You're dead, <laughs> man. He's dead. It was like, oh my god, no. And and, and we were losing good players because they they just weren't quite stealthy enough with 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 that yeah yeah it's it's one of the most interesting things about the game and i was just speaking to matt a couple of days ago and and this is exactly what we talked about for a while that you're just what you said you're yes you're trying to find traitors but actually the wisest thing to do is not to speak up too much uh because you just make yourself a target so yes it actually means that being a faithful it's incredibly difficult. Uh, oh. You have to be, you know, it must be really stressful actually to constantly be juggling all these things in your head and figuring out when to vote, when it not is, to vote. It's a totally different game. Like we, we were lucky enough to catch up with Nigel and his wife Alana and the two boys. They came up and visited us on the Sunshine Coast after the show had been all done. And we had a beautiful time with them. The kids were all playing together and and we had some other family up at the time. So it was, it was exciting for them to meet Nigel and whatnot as well. But hearing him describe to the family his experience of the game and my, I'm Marcy and I, my wife and I were looking at each other and go that he played it. It was a totally different game for the traders as it was to the faithful. Was, they had a totally different, we were in the same game, but it was a totally different experience yeah. for them than it was, than it was for the faithful. So it was really interesting to see that from their, from their perspective because at that stage, of course we hadn't seen the game. So we, we had no idea what traders towers look like we had no idea what the traders talked about so we had we had no idea of what actually went on for them so it was a very very different game for those guys yeah now i'm going to swerve a bit here um and ask um a sort of silly question and then mm. we'll go then we'll come back to the series stuff <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> i was re-watching the finale um a couple of days ago and as various sort of montages and recaps of the whole season were coming up on screen, I sort of noticed mm. something. Mm. I noticed something about the the color palette of everybody's clothes. It was were you were you advised about what color of clothes to bring? Um, no, we we had we were told that we had to pack as if we were going to be there for five weeks, and we were told specifically that we had to have fifteen different sort of camera outfits 
Uh, they had stylists there, and we we were meant to sort of send his his what we're going to dress like that kind of thing. Okay, I just um, sort of became very aware. Oh, no one's ever really wearing like really loud, bright colours and patterns. It's all sort of very neutral, well, black yeah, and white. We got we yeah yeah well, we got the we got the kind of memo on the, these colours don't work with t- for TV and these patterns, and certainly like no branding. We couldn't have a big yeah. Nike shirt something like that so yeah yeah so there, there was some there was look everybody was allowed to kind of dress their style uh however obviously it needed to be just run past um i guess production or wardrobe or whoever does that but yeah I, I got a tick of approval straight up, and and, and I might add with a re- really nice. Well, we love your style, Craig. It's really classic. <laughs> that was that was a nice little bonus. But that's yeah. a nice compliment. So, the the one thing that they were a little bit like if we brought warm clothes, we were allowed to wear warm clothes because it was freezing there. And, and for a for a Queenslander, we're used to the hot temperature. So f- for me, I was like part of the time. I was like, but Craig was really quiet. Now Craig was freezing. They could, <laughs> couldn't have the camera on him because his teeth were chattering too much. <laughs> of course, there there is an exception to what I'm saying about the clothes. Uh, when I interviewed Dirk a couple of weeks back, oh, well, yeah, Dirk yeah. did his interview wearing his yeah. red tracksuit. Do you still have did. your red tracksuit from the of missions? Of course, I've got the red track. That's a number one question. I'm surprised it took this many questions to get to that. One. <laughs> yes, the red the red track suit is. It hasn't been worn since. Unlike I, I touched base with Lewis the other day. <laughs> Lewis Lewis says he doesn't go anywhere without his red track suit. So I I honestly haven't worn it again since. But it's but it's there in the in the wardrobe. Maybe the grandkids will get a kick out of it in a few more years. Maybe yeah. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. Because I, I did. I just assumed that they would. I don't know. They would keep them. You would never see them again. And well, then I, think, I think we had two. We had two. Obviously, we had two each. But uh, but a couple of them got absolutely decimated. In the, <laughs> in the paintball challenge, and there was a few challenges like that where we get we got pretty down and dirty. So yeah. No, I said, well, we'll swear back to the serious now. Um, sure. And episode ten is a is a big episode because you had to face this big decision and you helped banish Nigel. And yeah. that must have been a huge, very sort of quick shift in emotions because, you know, you go from being really upset, obviously, at having to write down your friend's name to then being elated because you were you got it right <laughs> and he was a traitor. How, how was that banishment? Yeah, that was, that, look, that was a hard one. Um, made easier by the fact that I was on death row. So process of elimination. Mm-hmm. We we didn't want to banish anybody on um, death row because that that just made the odds even even worse in our favour for for myself, Paul and Kate. Uh, going around who who we believed, and there was just a little there, there was a little slip or two with Nigel in those last kept couple of episodes. So the relationship that him and I had um, in the show was very strong after the show will be even stronger. Like we'll be, we'll be friends for life. There's no question about that. Um, but, and in the show, we, we, we certainly bonded really strongly. Uh, but there was a couple of little slip apps. So slip ups when, when, uh, we'd figured out that, that Marielle was, um, was, was in fact a traitor or we, we were pretty certain she was, um, he was very, very reluctant to jump on that bandwagon, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the the 
nail in the coffin for me. That And that was unlike any behaviour he'd had with me. Him and I were very, very aligned in terms of what name we were putting down. And that was the hardest I had to work with for him or on him for the entire show in terms of the name I wanted to put down. So that was a big, big red flag for me. Um, and then the process of elimination that day and the effort that he'd gone to to sort of make sure that I'd, I'd got that shield, the one that Lewis won that day. Um, there was just a couple of little slip-ups in that and go, oh. And I did, I, sorry, I didn't want to think it was. Uh, and the way that that just played out, uh, I, I thought what I'd convinced myself of that he was that he'd been recruited. Uh, but as, as it was, so the, the the change in behavior that you saw from me, one, they were both genuine. They're both genuine emotions. One was the the fact that I've just just had a hand in in getting rid of of my probably my best friend in the show, my closest ally in the yeah. show, um, and. and then him being revealed as a traitor, and then a couple of things that so what so what the emotion that you saw I don't know how they did with the edit what so what happened is it was kind of like a oh my god like you you so because a couple of things in that last banishment room when Nigel went he was you cannot believe how much he turned it on it's like I will go out I'll put my neck on the chopping block and say Craig is a one hundred percent faithful like that he really it was like a throw it made me feel so guilty about putting his name down that he was going out to such a length insisting that everybody knew that that he was a he was that Craig was faithful and then then he said I, I'm I'm a traitor I go well, of course you knew I'm a faithful <laughs> so so that was that was kind of that shift in in emotion that you saw and and just surviving <laughs> surviving another uh, another banishment getting another traitor so and that was that was the the hard one so that was we knew then if, if there was four to start that we got them we we got all four, and there's still one of my proudest achievements in the game was that we got all four traders the, the original four traders we got them all yeah. uh, during the course of the game so I, I was really really stoked with that yeah. yeah and of course that leads on to Alex who was a traitor but wasn't a traitor from the beginning so yeah. I mean as it must it's it must be difficult to watch back and see moments. God, Alex is she's so good at lying. Um, mm. is there at least some solace in the fact that well, she wasn't lying the whole time. You know, she was she was faithful up until a point. Does that make it easier? Um. Oh, look, I, I don't think it's a, there's nothing easy hard about. I mean, it's just it's how the game went, man. And and Alex, like bless her heart, she she's played an incredible game and. Look, I, I'm more than happy to to admit that I, I just couldn't have done what she did. So it was her and me. She's she's going to win every day. She's going to she's going to win. I, I'm never going to win in that scenario. So, um, to your question though, did that? I I think that's what. Look, I think there's so a couple of things around that is is my opinion on this, and because obviously I've spent a lot of time, whether I want to do or not, analysing the whole thing and what what I could have done differently, what what could I have done better. So the the what didn't work for me was the fact that Alex was was part of a, a very very strong bond very early in the game. So. Uh, that was kind of day day two with um, Teresa um, and Fee 
and myself that that was a lot to see if your name comes up you tell us if my name comes up you you guys tell us up we'll tell you vice versa and it was just the three of us and then fee bless her heart wanted to bring a couple of other people into that and we ended up calling it sort of fees faithful five <laughs> and that that was nigel alex can you believe our luck on that one thanks very much but any, anyhow that, that that's how that alliance worked <laughs> And um, but what so something happened in, in the course of the game. It was it was early on, <clears throat> and there was one particular person that was that was rubbing a few people up the wrong way. Um, I don't think there was a consensus necessarily that he was a he was a trait traitor, and you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, however, certainly there were some issues throughout the game. So and now one one of them in particular, um. Fee had been quite upset, and there was there was some issue brought up with respects to mental health, and she was quite upset about that. Now, um, it was a point in the game, the cameras are always there, so you don't know what's going to end up in the edit and what's not going to end up in the edit. But I, I, I didn't really care uh, what Australia saw or didn't see there. I just saw somebody that that had a need, and her and Alex reminded me very much of my two sisters when when they were younger. So. Um, I, I grew up in her, horrific abuse um, in every sense of the word for the first 20-odd years of my life, and, and my sole purpose in life was to literally to survive and to keep my two sisters alive. I think to this day, this the reason I made it to the end of the game is because of my survival instincts. So mm-hmm. the, these were born into me as a child. Um, I shared a moment on, on the couch with Fee in in order to potentially help her just where she was in, in her headspace at that moment. And I shared that I'd, I'd lost my sister to suicide as a result of the trauma and the abuse that happened to her. She never fully recovered from that and, and ended up taking her life in, in, in later life. So I, I shared that moment with, um, with Fee and Alex was on the couch as well. So I think in that moment, Alex saw the real me, the the kind of soft side of me. And I think she's smart enough and clever enough to figure out um, both both the good bits about Craig and the flaws in that personality that, that, that they can be led by heart, they can be manipulated. And in the context of that, I don't think Alex would have ever done that to me ever in real life. Um, however, in the context of that game, she used, I think she used that or that that opportunity just was there for her to use. I mean, there was lots of things that just happened uh, in the game. And if you're the right place in the right time, I would have loved to be in a couple of those different cars. When Marielle says there's four people, why, why, why the hell wasn't I in that car? There was so many of these little things. You go, oh, guys, didn't you figure that? We we never even saw that. We weren't there. Jeez, Louise. So so I think she just happened to be in the right place at the right time when when I was revealing who I really am, like the, my my real personality, and she knew in that moment that I would do anything to protect those two girls, herself included. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, she was faithful. And that that moment, I would have done anything to protect those two girls and get them to the end. Um, so that that just happened to play into her hands in a way that she could she could use that without really having to do anything too difficult. I mean, yeah, she threw on a few tears and whatnot, but lots of people were doing that, and it didn't necessarily fool. Um, so yeah, it, it was just one of those moments in the show. Uh, where where oops oops <laughs> oops i guess who was else i said he got that couch when you revealed that so yeah it was yeah. just one of those things yeah and there are a couple of moments where you do suggest that 
Alex could be a traitor. Um, at, in episode 11 and 12, you, you do briefly say to other people, could it yeah. be Alex? It, but you, well, from what we see, editing could be doing anything here, but it seems like you don't linger on it too much. I wondered if that you really did suspect her or was it just something you have to say to other players to sort of throw them off track and be clever about it? No, it, it's it's more the latter, but it's not the throw off track. So a couple of times I'd throw a name out and just read the body language around that particular group and to mm. see whether or not, or not I can get any support around that. Um, Nigel and I spoke about a, a lot of different names throughout in times that you didn't necessarily see on camera. Mm -hmm. And Alex's name came up a few times. The, but I, I just couldn't be sure. And so my the big mistake was was when we voted Teresa out. That that was the that was the big manipulation. The girls really put the pressure on Lewis and I, and and Teresa kind of she she just lost it in that episode. She just just lo lost a bit of momentum, lost a bit of her power, and she just disengaged. Just and it only has to be a tiniest bit, and, and it just it just went bad that that was essentially when the game was lost as far as the trade uh, the faithfuls were concerned and um, the only thing i was a hundred percent certain of going into that that final banishment when we were still four was that lewis was writing my name down i was a hundred percent certain of that and that kate was a traitor so the only thing i wasn't certain of was was with whether alex was or not Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how that's how I played the final stage of the game, and yeah, I, you saw what happened, right? So, but but you had I had to go. I couldn't I couldn't I didn't have the space left, and that was the mistake on on losing Teresa. There, I didn't have the space left to ignore something I was positive of. That something I was seeing for something that I might be right, might be wrong. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. And that final, you know, that final half hour of that last episode, I just think is some of the most intense television I've, I've ever watched. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what it was like to actually be there. How how long did it take to film the sort of final two banishments? It's, I mean, it looks like it all happened in one day because you're all, I think you're all wearing the same outfits. So yeah, how yeah. long did it all, did, you know, the Lewis's banishment all, all... and then Kate's? Mm. All day, all day and night. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, sixteen hours, seventeen hours. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was hard. And, and like, 
I don't know about the other guys at that, and maybe maybe the maybe the traders slept well. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I didn't have much. I didn't think I had any sleep that night, and the night before was only an hour or two. So that and and look, production in a game like that, production is using a lot of things really cleverly to really add that intensity that you you see by by sleep deprivation is is one. Um, and the sheer lack of of time with people when you're making a life changing decision, right? You're faced with a life changing decision, but you just don't have time to talk to people. Um, we're literally given a few minutes to talk together. Be so jealous of the the UK. It looked like they they had a much more time together, um, which is we just we just didn't. Um, and look, it's clever what they did because, and and that with with the so that that emotional uh, trauma of it, um, and the sleep deprivation. Uh, I'm I'm positive. I've, I've replayed that last day over and over and over in my head. And look, I, I don't want to blame anything other than where I where I was I don't want to, I don't want to point to something as an excuse but it was they, they were contributing factors for sure to not necessarily being 100% on your game that's for sure yeah mm -hmm. yeah and well I, I I guess that answers my next question <laughs> I was going to ask if there was any sort of levity between filming or or it's just it sounds like no it sounds like it's pretty no, constant and it's you're exhausted. Lockdown. It's literally lockdown. Like like the if if the camera is not on you, there's not you like you're standing together in a group. You're not even allowed to talk. Yeah. And, and trust me, Therese was trying. Like the amount of times, Teresa, Craig. So not so. Teresa, stop looking at Craig, making him laugh. So, so like literally, it was back back to the school days. It was like get get in the corner and and we were li literally whisked off to room. So we we were on site. We were sort of the UK in in the castle and, and the US in the castle. Obviously, they had their lodging separate to that. But we out, we were staying in the hotel. So it was literally once that scene had finished filming. Right, back up to your rooms. We couldn't even go to our rooms together. We were escorted everywhere. We were escorted all through the hotel. So we in total lockdown. Couldn't come out of your door, couldn't do anything. So, yeah, all, all of that contributed to the fact that you, you got you got minutes per day to talk to people and then you were allocated. So it's like, you go, okay, right, I really want to talk to so-and-so today. So, no, you can go and do you, – remember you talked about one of the episodes, like the, the chopping wood thing and the, the yoga thing. So they were things. They were things. So, like, the, the three of you, you're doing wood chop or you're doing yoga or whatnot. So that was it. You couldn't even go and talk to whoever you wanted. You were, like, literally, okay, you're only going to be allowed to talk to that person. So – it was very frustrating for me is because I, I get most of my um, sensation of what's true and not true by literally spending time with people, by reading, watching for the behavioural change. But you didn't get that. You were deprived of that. Yeah. You weren't able to see, see that. And the things that you were seeing when you were viewed, so these are camera angles and these are little camera things. Of the world. We, we weren't privy to that. We never saw those things. So, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. So it really is genuinely like a 24-7 game it's very sort of very oh, controlled yeah. i mean yeah. do you think that is that why it was probably easier for some players like alex just to, to see it as a game and nothing else because it i because think it was easier yeah i think it was easier for the game players i think kate did exceptionally well because she she's a game person like that's that's what she does 
for me, it was difficult. And this is one of the main reasons I didn't want to do it in the first place is because of the trauma that I'd, I'd, I'd endured. And and I knew for me it was going to be very, very hard to separate this from life yeah. um, and my experiences of life. And it was. It was was really, really hard. Uh, even to that final episode, like I don't know whether they could cut it or not. I was really proud of the fact that I, I looked at Alex and said, congratulations, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm super proud of you. I don't know if that ended up in the edit or not. But but. I just could not hide the devastation that I felt. The entire purpose of doing that show was to raise awareness for our daughter's special needs and to just give testament to my wife and her heroic ability to look after this girl. For She's nearly 22 years old, but mental age is about like three years old. She's just given up her life to look after this girl. Um, I just wanted to raise some awareness for the women that have to do that for their children and for the children themselves. And, and kind of that was all edited out of the game. And my devastation at the end was not not for me. Like I, I was thrilled that Alex won. I, I think I, I was I was stoked that she won, but I was devastated that I'd let my family down, that I'd let the girls down. That the one reason for going in that show, and, and I I hadn't done it for them. And I, I was just I, if the earth had have opened up, I, I would have stepped in it at that point. It's nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with my personal sense of wanting to win the game. I didn't, for me, it wasn't even. I didn't really. I didn't really care about the game for me. And. Um, I lo- I enjoyed the the uh, opportunity as a business as a business coach as somebody that deals with human beings and creating tra- transformational change and understanding people's blocks and limiting beliefs. I loved the challenge of it. For me, it was like a, a, a like a a test tube. It was just like fantastic getting this human behavioral experiment. So so for that part of the game, I go, this is really cool. And a lot of those elements kind of played out and and obviously helped me get as far as I got in the game. Um, but but that that actual moment w- went from elation to well you saw it because I thought well maybe maybe Alex and I we, we've done it this was the plan from the beginning Fee wasn't there with the end of us but the three of us right on day two the three of us Alex Fee and I said we're going to do everything that we can to get to the end and so for me it was like we fulfilled that day two promise. And Alex and I made it to the end, but you were the drunk. Oh my God. So yeah, <laughs> the, the final cruel twist of the game. But hey, I better made some good viewing, though. <laughs> it, it absolutely did. I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast uh, without the Traitors Australia, uh, honestly. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, at, at that last moment, that final vote, uh, it's you, Kate, and Alex. D- yeah. Did, was your mind made up? Right. I'm writing down Kate's name. D- did, was there a possibility you would write down Alex's name? Uh, well, look, the, as I said earlier, I, I was 100% sure at that point that, that Kate was a traitor. So Kate had made a little muff up a couple of episodes before when she'd mentioned something about sort of, well, I'll make, we'll make sure that you're not murdered. Um, and only the traitor can say that. So that was, I mean, that's a slip up. There were slip ups said all the way through, but then there was a couple of other behavioural things as well. And and just something that she did in that final episode from a body language point of view, which is different than anything she jumped. That was that was the the nail in the coffin for Marielle too, because that morning Marielle kind of put her arm around me. So Marielle's never put her arm around me the whole time. So what's going on here? So so when anybody did anything that was totally different um, from the way that they've been playing. Uh, because the body typically won't lie. We can lie, lie with our our words and whatnot, but the the body typically won't unless it's unless it's manipulated uh, to do that. So um, 
so that I had to go and the producers kind of in the interviews, never up on TV as well, but the producers in the interviews, so who, who do you go with? Who do you go with with Kate or, or um Alex? And I go, Well, Kate, Kate, I know's the traitor, so I gotta I've got to go try Kate. Um Alex is like I'm, I'm still fingers crossed. Um certainly the fact that she'd made it to that end, I, I was I was losing faith, but there was the last last ditch hope that that I'd got that right. But yeah, as as it was, the game was over by then. Everybody must have been watching it. I was like, Craig, you got no chance, buddy. Um, which is kind of like my wife's going, Oh my god, it was like girl, why didn't you kill him two episodes before? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it was kind of tough for my family to see that last one. But yeah. hey, listen, I, I was actually I was actually happy. Um, to make it to the end, I think that was great. It was kind of there was a few few lasts that were were important to me. As well, certainly the oldest contestant left at the end, the only, the only male at the end, um, the only faithful at the end, and, and never to have been murdered or never been uh, banished. The whole show was kind of pretty cool. So um, yeah, yeah. That, that is a big achievement. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One one final question about the the last banishment. Then is uh, well, from my understanding. From speaking to other contestants, you know, when you are murdered or banished or whatever, you leave the the banishment room and off you go and you and you go wherever and you don't find out what's happening. Because this was the final episode, was were things a bit different? You know, did you leave and Lewis was still sitting there or Kate was outside hanging about? How how was that? Because it was kind of almost the end of filming. Were things different at this point? Mm. Well, look, I honestly didn't know fully what to expect at that point. I, I literally came out of the banishment room and there was nobody there. There was like literally the camera guys and and sound guys, and that was it. And I didn't even know where to go. Like, where do where do I go? And um, and what was really cool, and I, I, I'm positive that that wouldn't have been part of the script. And I'm I'm actually when I saw the last episode play back on TV, I thought, oh, that was almost a little bit, I felt bad kind of for Alex that she wasn't there and I didn't get a chance to give her a hug that she won or like, I, it was just weird. So, but Roger actually came out and I'm, I'm sure that wasn't on the script because the cameras weren't around. It was just him. Um, and I just want to um, just shout out like how cool a guy Roger is. Certainly didn't have to do that. Certainly wasn't part of the script, but just came out at the end and, Gave me a huge hug and just said, "Mate, you're you're a top bloke, and uh, never met anybody so kind of ethical and and Australia's going to love you," is what he said in in my ear, which was kind of helped me get through that that last day. And for me, for me, look, I mean, two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money, and 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 to what that could have done for the Med Thirteen L kids and, and for Grace herself would would be incredible, but. That money is going to come and go, um, but but the my integrity and and who I am as a person and that example that I set for Grace and and my my son and the grandkids and whatnot, um, that's that's worth that ten times over for me. So, and to have Roger come out of the room and kind of give me a massive hug and say, "Mate, you're one of the most ethical blokes I've, I've ever met. You're just a top bloke." He didn't have to say any of that. It certainly wasn't on the script. There's no cameras around. And and for me that was just like wow. And then so so that was all a bit strange. There was nobody there. Lewis wasn't there. Uh, Lewis and I didn't catch up until the next morning, so he was still in the hotel. Uh, and and Lewis and I we 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 dragged the producer down and we said, 
we want to know where is is there a real traders towers? Is it like is this just made up? Is it like do they just write down and they took us and showed showed us traders towers, which I think you've been referring to as traders den because it certainly looked a little bit different than the UK version. But it was it was plush ads. You didn't even see the whole room was like ten times bigger than what you actually saw on on TV. So. So we actually get got to find out. Lewis and I got taken upstairs and shown that there was, was a real traders' towers where the murders were were happening. Um, so yeah, it was kind of the next day. There was a little bit of last filming and a bit of promo stuff, and there was a few of the contestants had come back for that. So it was kind of nice then to get a bit of a, a goodbye the next day. Although I was still, I was still um, not necessarily feeling in the most <laughs> celebratory of mood. But after a couple of drinks by that evening, I think I was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A final couple of broader questions then. Um, sure. Well, you're, you're a business coach and you talked a little bit about picking up on behaviour and how people interact with one another. How Did did playing the game sort of uh, change your mind about anything? Or maybe not change your mind. Did, did it sort of... Did you learn anything about human behaviour that you hadn't considered before? Has it, has it altered your perception of people in any way? Um... It's a, it's a really good question, and, and some somebody that's actually really fascinated that, and my, I guess I owe part of my living to to my ability to be able to do that in different circumstances. Is it recognizing when you're seeing that manifest in real life situations very different to a manipulated situation or an artificial situation? So there were some nuances in the game that I that I hadn't prepared for. Um, However, there were there was some things that I, I totally expected to see and and became um, became great. The fact that I, I was able to observe some of these other things that people weren't. Uh, there was also frustrating elements to that as well. Whereas, like like if I if I, I believed in my heart, if I could have caged Matt a little bit better. Matt could have become a really useful weapon. <laughs> um, but he was just like, no, Matt's like even Mark to that point. I was like, I just wanted to pull Mark back a little bit because. Mark's now an ability to be able to read beyond the the surface kind of act and to who are, he's really really clever. I, I understand he he's in law. Um, if he continues in that profession, he's, he's going to be extremely successful. He's very good. Um, and and look, the other part that I, I totally didn't expect was to meet such a diverse group of people because. I guess for the last two or three decades, for me, I'm, I'm meeting the same kind of like business owners, um, investors, entrepreneurs, that kind of thing. So to meet a totally random section of, of the Aussie community from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds, um, that was a fantastic Petri dish for me to kind of study. And and I think Kate and I got so close because I could see she she's almost as obsessed with human behaviour as I was. So we, we had some great chats in there. And so I really, so the opportunity to make some great connections with people in the game was an absolute bonus for me. So uh, people like Justine uh, and Nigel, particularly, where we we even talked about maybe doing something out of this uh, to raise awareness for the whole mental health piece, because all the three of us are, have speaking backgrounds, we're professional speakers in some way, shape or form. Um, and we just never really got... We just never really got the publicity in Australia, Matthew. It's just like to, to the level that you did in the UK. It, we're, we're kind of an unknown quantity here in Australia. We, we, we gladly walk around the shopping centre and the airport. Nobody knows who we are. So I don't know what you guys did better than what we did in terms of promoting the show. But, um, yeah, it's it's 
so I, I kind of got a bit off track there. To come back to your original question, um, and let me finish that out that bit on on with respect to the relationships. So great relationship with Fee. We've caught up since the show with Justine. I've caught up with since the show. Obviously, Nigel. We've spent time with him and the family since the show. Um, he's looking forward to when I when we've got to do a couple of business events in um, Tasmania. Where we're going to catch up. So. Um, there's there's been a, a huge amount of positives coming out of the show. And the big takeaway, which I think specifically answers your question, is it was pr- so I've never proved this myself. So can can Craig just survive, do well in a social situation outside of the branding, outside of what I'm known for, who I'm known by, the, the amount of people I've spoken in front of, the amount of countries I've visited. Craig, just Craig, no, no branding, no, no reputation, just, just him. Can he get on in a social situation and use that skill set? And I kind of proved to myself that I, I can do that. So I was really proud of that. Yeah. And I, I, a final question, kind of leading on from that, what advice would you give to a future contestant? Someone is about to go and play the traitors. What what would be your sort of golden advice to give to somebody? Oh my goodness, Matthew! This this is the question. This is the best question you've you've asked today, and I'll te- and I'll tell you why. You you wonder why we didn't see a lot of Craig, particularly particularly through the earlier parts of the show. We we didn't see a lot of Craig. I, you know why? I'm convinced you didn't see a lot of Craig is because I did not stop telling them what I was doing to to pick traders. Why what I was doing <laughs> to pick this person, pick that. Every interview was about how are you reading that person? How did you know that person? Every interview that did, and I don't I don't think I mean, there was maybe one or two snippets of an interview you even saw of me. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that did that. So I, I think we would have done a lot of um, explaining ha- how we're doing what we're doing in the show. And, of course, obviously it's in the producer's interest not to have that there because season two comes along, season three comes along, and there's a, literally a roadmap of, of how to play this this game. But the, the worst challenge, to answer your question, the, wor- the and the worst, most kind of embarrassing challenge for me in this entire thing, and you won't need me to prompt you on it, will, will, will be the, the archery, the crossbow thing, right? Mm. I, I, I couldn't hit – I'd still be trying to hit the side of the barn with one of the, the – you could give me a bucket of those things. I had no idea what I was doing wrong, but I just couldn't get it. But it was a metaphor for the game. <laughs> Without realizing it, what I I got to the last two two pieces on that because of two reasons. And this, if you want an answer to know how to play this game, this is how you play this game. You you appear obvious to the faithfuls that you are a faithful. So if you're a faithful, be faithful. Don't lie. Don't do it. Don't do anything stupid. All right. If you're faithful, and. Don't be an obvious threat to to the traders. The re, the reason so that game that that crossbow game was a metaphor for the actual game. H- how did I get to the end of that? I couldn't shoot to save my life, right? So it's, a, it's the equivalent of a faithful having no real power in that game. And how did I make it to the last two pieces? Because the the traders didn't need to take me out. They didn't want to take me out. I wasn't an obvious threat to them as far as I knew. I had a hand in helping all four of them get voted out. However, it wasn't an obvious threat to them. And the faithfuls were clear as like Craig's a faithful. We can believe that Craig is a faithful. So that if, if you're a faithful, that's how to go. If you're a trader, oh, my God. 
I don't, I don't even know how to. I don't even. I would not have been able to do that. I would not have been able to do that. So yeah, if you're a trader, good luck. Ask Alex that. Ask Alex that question, not me. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can give us faithful advice, uh, and I'll ask Alex some traitor advice. Exactly. Exactly. Now we have been playing our own game of betrayal, Craig, and we're not quite finished with it yet. Um, before we get there. Maybe you could tell us where we could find you online or if there's anything else that we should know about that you want to just take a chance to tell us. Oh, sure. Um, so I'm just Craig Carr on most things, C-A-R-R. Um, Instagram is Craig Carr, Silver Fox 65. Thank my wife for that idea. Um, <laughs> And um, if you're actually a business and you want some business help, my website is craigcarbusinesscoach.com. So, uh, but I would, Matthew, if it's okay with you, um, like to mention that we are trying to raise a few funds for Med13L and for our daughter's um, new wheelchair. It's quite an expensive piece of equipment that she needs. Um, so we do have a little GoFundMe up there as well, which I'd I'd love if you wouldn't mind sharing on your your platform. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, uh, they can find that on on my Instagram if they haven't clicked the link in the bio. You'll see a little bit about Med Thirteen L and Gracie's uh, GoFundMe. So that'd be that'd be wonderful, mate. I'd be very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely do that. Uh, Craig, we have been trying to betray one another. We've been playing the traitor traitor. I have to confess that I told you a lie at some mm. point during an interview. Have you lied to me at some point? Well, I I, I did. I I hate to admit that I, but I, but I did. Okay. And I and I survived the whole game without doing that. <laughs> now, you, now you look what you've turned me into. <laughs> but but if it's any consolation to to the faithful Craig followers out there, I have got no idea what Matthew's lied to me about. So, so I still can't. I still can't pick it. <laughs> okay. I, well, I'll give you some extra thinking time. I I'll guess what your lie was. Right. And I'm actually really struggling. Um, I was paying attention throughout, thinking, right, when's this lie coming? And I, I, think that's I really don't. There's one. There's only one thing I made a little note of. I, so I'm going to just have to go for it. Hmm. I my guess is, you mentioned Nigel, and you said Nigel came to visit you after after filming, and you said he came with his wife and his kids. I'm going to just guess. You said he came up with his two boys, and maybe he has two daughters, not two boys. Is that the line? Jeez, you were you were really bloody close there, man. You are you are good at this thing. So no, that that wasn't the lie. But you you were very very warm. So he didn't in fact bring Alana up on this. Oh. So it was, just, it was just him and the two boys. <laughs> so close. So, close. so you you were there. You something must have happened to my voice in that that section. So man. Uh, yeah. I, well, I've been talking to so many people and, and being so paranoid about people lying now that I'm, I'm tuned in. <laughs> so I've had lots of practice. Um, <laughs> any idea what I might have lied to you about? I had no idea. I, I was thinking it would probably be something about the show. Um, because if you lied about something else, I wouldn't know whether you were or you, you weren't. But I thought you were pretty accurate on, on most things in the show. Okay. Uh, I, must, I missed it, though. I missed it. So well done to you, mate. I'll have to reveal it. It was about the show, kind of. Um, I 
told a little lie. I said that I interviewed Dirk and that Dirk was wearing his red tracksuit for the oh, interview. He, he, he wasn't, was, but I interviewed Paul and Paul was wearing his red tracksuit. Oh, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I did. I did remember you saying that, but that was perfect because that could have. That was totally plausible. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that's believable for Dirk. I could make that up and make get away with it. So <laughs> Dirk, Dirk want Dirk wanted it to be a blue tracksuit, however, not a, not a red one. <laughs> and, and there's a rumor getting around that season two they're going to have blue and red tracksuits. So I think I think Dirk's a little upset that he didn't get a blue tracksuit. Uh, option, so. Devastated. <laughs> he, he's a champion, Dirk. The, yeah. the, there's such some such fabulous characters. Uh, in this show that that I've met, and we've well, like we're st- I'm still trying to catch up with a couple of the Queenslanders, Paul and Lewis, and whatnot. But yeah, to catch up with Justine and Fee a couple of times since the show, and meet. We even met Fee's um, boyfriend and and mum and dad, so we had oh. a whole kind of family affair there. So, um, and that just wouldn't have happened without the show. So, lot lots of fond memories, that's for sure. Yeah, that's lovely. That's really, really nice. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, I hope it's been an okay experience. Not too traumatic. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Uh, Best of luck with the podcast. You're doing a fantastic job. Thanks for your interest in the show uh, and and best wishes as you talk to the rest of the, the cast, mate. Give them my best. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Craig. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. You too, mate. Bye for now. Hello faithful Trader listeners, so many of you have spoken to me about Craig and how devastating his defeat in the game was, so I hope that lovely chat with him alleviated some of your disappointment. Craig was so generous with his time and was just absolutely lovely to talk to. Again, please think about putting in a donation of any size to his GoFundMe page, the link is in the episode description. Now, since I spoke to the runner-up, and the previous eight contestants to leave the competition before Craig, it's only the natural conclusion to the podcast season, well, almost conclusion, one more surprise on the way, if I spoke to the winner herself. Yes, I interviewed the victor of the Traitors Australia, Alex Duggan, and I'll be uploading her interview in the next couple of days so you won't have to wait long. In the meantime, the next season of the Traitors Australia is fast approaching. You can keep up to date with clips from that on the podcast social media. I'm on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast, Twitter at the Tradar Pod, although it's X and I keep forgetting that, or you can email me at the Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time when I will be speaking to winning trader Alex, stay faithful. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.